your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Joining me today is a special guest, another reoccurring guest. We have none other than Seth Topal from Locked On Wild. Seth, I know it's been a... Kind of a rough last 24 hours for you, buddy, uh, but thank you for taking the time to join me this morning, despite you being a, a little groggy, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, a little, definitely a little groggy, but I am a, I am a grinded out blue liner, true and true, so we, no matter what, no matter if the shifts get a little long, we're out here, we're going we're gonna to do the thing, and so uh, I am happy to be, uh, happy to be here. Hey, job's not done yet. <laughs> My watch has not ended. We're almost there. <laughs> the watch never ends if you're on the nice watch, Seth. <laughs> Touche. Um, <laughs> well, thank you again for joining me this morning, man. Uh, and it's a big day. as It is. It is the start of the showcase, the prospect showcase between the Blackhawks and Minnesota Wild up in St. Paul. This afternoon, they have a scrimmage at 7 p.m. Central time. I believe that's only streaming on, oh my gosh, I have a terrible glare coming in right now. I might have changed this in a second. <laughs> Sun, sun's moving on me. Uh, but yeah, it, it, the prospect showcase, 7 p.m. tonight is the first scrimmage of two. It should be live on the Minnesota Wilds YouTube channel. I haven't seen anything about the Blackhawks channel. Could be live there, but not quite sure at the moment. But Seth, yeah, man, we're getting some hockey activity for the first time in months here. Uh, but for the Minnesota, I guess we could start there. Um What's their development, uh, their prospect, I mean, their prospect roster looking like uh, for this tournament? Uh, who are some kind of names you're excited to see out there for Minnesota? Yeah, uh, I think um, obviously the biggest name, just because of, of what he went through with COVID-19, is uh, Marco Rossi. Um, and by all accounts, he is rounding into form, looking uh, looking good. He's got that speed uh, back and so um, in terms of players to watch he is definitely the top on my list uh, just to see kind of what he can do and if he can get back to that uh, that form that we saw from him back in 2019-2020 when he had 120 points in 56 games for Ottawa. Absolutely lit that league up. Just disgusting and so I, I'm going to be all eyes on Rossi pretty much all weekend but some other guys that I uh, am excited to see in action as well include Matt Boldy, uh, obviously from Boston College, who uh, lit it up and uh, got himself all the way to the Iowa Wild last year and showed that he definitely belonged at that level as well. But some other prospects that uh, that I think have some intrigue and some promise, maybe not necessarily this year for the Wild, but uh, within the next couple of years with those buyouts of Parisian Suter. They're going to need some guys to step up on uh, entry-level contracts to uh, to help them out. Adam Beckman, uh, a name that uh, that is familiar to Iowa Wild fans as uh, he had 17 goals for Spokane this past season. Uh, also uh, another name, Pavel Novak. Uh, I'm excited to see kind of what he brings to the table. On defense, Kalen Addison, of course, the most notable name as he is probably the next guy up for this Wild team on defense. So I'm excited to see kind of what he will bring to this, as well as uh, Ryan O'Rourke and uh, Damon Hunt. Also, the uh, first round, one of the first round picks for the Wild, Carson Lambos, 
taking part in this prospects showcase. So not a bad way to get a look at a guy who was literally just drafted by the wild. So that's, um, those are some of the most notable ones uh, at this point for me to uh, to kind of keep an eye on and for Wild fans to kind of keep an eye on. So uh, those would be some names for Blackhawk fans if they're curious to uh, to just kind of see what the Wild have in the prospect pool. That would definitely be a good place to start. Yeah, a bunch of first-round picks there, and it's definitely good to see Marco Rossi back on the ice after everything he went through with COVID-19, man. And um, if, if he's back to being 100% healthy and feeling like himself, we saw what he did in juniors. And uh, it kind of seemed like he fell into the Wilds' lap a little bit in that draft. And he, he has some uh, a really high ceiling. So Blackhawks defense definitely got to keep an eye on Rossi whenever he's on the ice. Uh, and there's a couple of defensemen that I'm really intrigued for on the Blackhawks end to take a look at. Most notably, 2021 first-round pick Nolan Allen, who actually yesterday just signed his entry-level contract with the team, got that out of the way. He will be returning to the WHL this season. Um, but the, the talk around Allen ha- has mostly been about how the Blackhawks kind of reached to get him with the last pick in the first round of this year's draft because there really doesn't seem to be any offensive upside to his game. More of just a stay-at-home defensive defenseman. He only put up two points in 16 games last season with the uh, Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL. So, yeah, offense isn't really his bread and butter. So that was kind of the question mark about the Blackhawks taking him so early. But they're really confident in his defensive abilities and uh, how he's able to break up rushes so frequently. He's really already good with his gap control for being so young. He's a big boy, can throw his weight around. The Blackhawks definitely need a little bit more of that in their prospect pool on the back end. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Nolan Allen hangs in there in this prospect camp. Uh, And then a couple other defensemen for the Blackhawks who who are coming up to keep an eye on. Alec Regula, he got a couple games of NHL action towards the end of last season. I think he's uh, kind of a fringe player this season. He'll probably start in the AHL, but if, if someone goes down or if someone's struggling, he could be one of the first call-ups. So I, I'm definitely interested to to see how he's going to fare this weekend. Uh, and then Isaac Phillips as well. He was, uh, I believe, yeah, he was a fifth-round pick in the 2020 draft for the Blackhawks. But because of COVID-19 last year, it really affected the junior leagues up in Canada. Uh, he actually signed his professional contract already with the uh the Rockford Icehogs, the Blackhawks AHL affiliate. And despite only being 19 years old, he really played well for Rockford, uh, a team that wasn't very good. He was one of the bright spots on that team. So those are some big name defensemen to keep an eye on for the Blackhawks. Um, A couple forwards too, as well, obviously 2020 first round pick Lucas Reichel. He had a big year for Germany in Germany last year, the DEL is home country. Uh, transitioned to center and helped the Berlin help Berlin win the DEL championship. Signed uh, his entry level contract with the Blackhawks is coming over, and it looks like they're going to give him every opportunity to to make that to make the team out of camp. I don't know if that's going to happen, but with his progression the last couple of years, I know the Blackhawks are super excited about his upside. So I definitely wouldn't wouldn't count that out for Lucas Reichel. So it sounds like for both sides, Seth, there's a lot of guys to keep an eye on and. Um, it should be a lot of fun to see how they fare getting some game action finally for the first time in quite a while. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it's just it's just nice to see, like, hockey again after uh, what has been, you know, a... It, it seems crazy to me that this was actually a super short off season and yet it feels like it uh, it dragged on forever. So just nice to uh, to get this, this earliest wave 
with the uh, the prospect games. Then after that, we'll have obviously preseason, and then before we know it, smooth sailing on into the regular season. So. Cannot wait. Should be a great weekend for uh, plenty of hockey uh, here in Minnesota. Yeah, I couldn't be more excited for things to, to start get rolling. Um, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to the NFL and college football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at betonline.ag. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. From football, basketball, and boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. So head to betonline.ag today, make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get your bet on today. Okay, stop me if you've heard this one before. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. But for, for Minnesota, man, I got to ask, before we get into some offseason stuff, what's the latest on Kirill Kaprizov? Because there's no deal yet. I've seen some tweets. I know you've had some... Uh, Ups and downs. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Some mornings you've been a, been angry tweeting. So the next morning you're <laughs> you're bringing yourself back down to earth. What's uh what's going on with Kirill right now, Seth? Um, that's a great question. It seems like we just continue to hear like it's progressing, it's progressing, and now we had a uh, a wrinkle recently that that may not uh, may not be necessarily the case. Obviously, if he were to sign like right now, there are some hurdles that have to be uh, taken care of with his uh, work visa and also with the COVID protocols in the United States being different than that of Russia. From what I gather, if he signs like if he signs immediately, he will miss the beginning portion of training camp. So at this point, I think we're just hoping that he is going to be ready for the start of the regular season. Um, it, it sounds as though the communication has been spotty between Bill Guerin and uh, Kaprizov's agent, Paul Theofanos. I've seen any number of uh, suggestions on Facebook and Twitter that the Wild pull the offer off the table, which I think is probably not a great idea, but... Um, 
I don't know. I, I can I can empathize with people being frustrated with the whole thing because it seems like it has dragged on forever. But we got to keep in mind as well, there are some other guys that have yet to sign their deals as well. Elias Pettersson, pretty notable name that is still out there and has not signed his deal yet. So it's just the way the process has worked out. And this just happens, you know, for... The Jewel Erickson Eck contracts that uh, that the Wild had earlier this offseason that took like three days to come together, that's one end of the spectrum. This just happens to be the other end. And ultimately, I think they'll get it done, and I think he will be here for the start of the season, but time's running out. Let's, uh, let's get that thing signed, sealed, and delivered so that we can just end this madness. Yeah, it's definitely... I can't believe it hasn't gotten done yet is the crazy part. I mean... We got training camp opening up next week. It's definitely, I mean, it's got to be a little nerve wracking for sure. I, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. Um, but hopefully the deal does get done, Seth, because he is obviously a huge factor for the Minnesota Wild heading into the season. Uh, but aside from Kirill Kaprizov, what have, uh, what have been the biggest offseason moves that the Minnesota Wild have done in order to kind of keep the, you know, with the move to the Central Division, it's going to be a little bit tougher for Minnesota this season than it was in the West. I think that's fair to say. Have they done enough, you think, to compete with the Central Division with or without Kaprizov? I I think so. Obviously, without Kaprizov, this team looks uh, drastically different than uh, than it does with him. But yeah, you look at like you look at the fact that we'll be playing the full NHL schedule this year um, with the full range of opponents. Uh, that's going to affect everybody. And so, you know, you had every team last year playing just their division opponents, and so there were plenty of teams that made it look like they were just beating up on the bottom feeders of their division. Um, everybody's going to have a little bit of a learning curve. Obviously, the best teams will make it a short curve, but there will be some teams that uh, that struggle with uh, the heightened competition the entire season. I think for the Wild, it's really interesting because they have a chance to make the playoffs, but maybe be like right around the middle of the Central Division because the Pacific is awful. It's going to be no the doubt. it's going to be the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's just going to be a free for all after that. And so you maybe have you have the Golden Knights probably essentially punched into the playoffs at this point. Maybe the Seattle Kraken hop in and uh, and make it interesting, but honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if more teams come out of the Central in the Western Conference playoffs than the Pacific because there are some teams in that Pacific side of things that just are a few yeah. years away. And so for the Wild, I think that gives them hope that you know, if they struggle against the Central Division and struggle to kind of stay in that middle to upper, that you know they could uh, they could still find their way into the playoffs. Ultimately, I think this team is going to do just fine. It's gonna, they're going to be what we've seen over the last couple of years. They obviously have developed a lot of good offensive weapons, uh, and so if they get Kaprizov to sign and to be the centerpiece of that, then this is going to be a very dangerous team. Um, Big key as well is the goaltending. Uh, if Cam Talbot takes any sort of a, as as Blackhawks fans know, if the goalie takes any sort of a step backwards, like Marc-Andre Fleury in the same boat as Cam Talbot, 
if they take a little bit of a step backwards, how does that impact the play this season? Because it seemed like Talbot was on his A game the entire year. So that's uh, that's a big if as well. Ultimately, I think they do find a way to get into the playoffs. It's just a matter of what seed and uh, who ends up leading the team. Hopefully yeah, it's Kaprizov. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like the Blackhawks are in a similar position because just on paper looking at things, no doubt the Central Division is going to be more of a dogfight than the Pacific is. And the Blackhawks, again, we think they've made enough moves to put themselves in a good position, right? And that's important, obviously, but we got to see how things go. Again, like you said, it's going to be a grind for the first time in a while. These guys haven't played 82 games in what seems like forever, you know, and different opponents that they haven't seen in years, traveling differently. It's, it's going to be different for sure. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which teams are able to handle that earlier than others and what, how teams are going to be able to respond because, yeah, we can just assume that, you know, the Colorado Avalanche are going to be the best team in the Central Division because that's what it, it looks like, but who knows how they're going to handle everything. So, but, but for the Blackhawks, I mean, they really do have to be all business right from the start because it, it's just the most important season that they've had in, in quite a while. And with that, there are expectations for the first time in a while. And if they don't live up to those expectations, people are, are going to be, you know, having to answer the bell when yeah. – the, the front office comes comes asking, why aren't we winning? You know, Jeremy Colleton, for the first time in a while, he's been pretty secure here in Chicago. But if this team doesn't put together some wins here and doesn't compete, he's going to be on the hot seat. And it's crucial that I think this team gets off to a hot start because if things don't go well, there is going to be a little bit of a panic. But again, it is an 82-game season. It's a long ways away from the, you know, the playoffs aren't until April. You got to keep that in mind. You're not Jeez. winning or losing a season. You aren't winning or losing a season in October. Right. You know? It's obviously important, but it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But yeah, yeah, the Blackhawks right in that same boat as Minnesota, where I think they're going to be in the middle of the pack and, and we'll see if that's good enough, you know, and, and hopefully it is. So this fall, when you need a quick snack on the go, make sure to grab one of the only items not on the market in pumpkin spice flavor. Built Bar is here to help you celebrate freedom of choice. They do have great non-pumpkin spice flavors, including coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite for what it's worth is definitely raspberry. If you're not sure, grab a mixed box and you'll get two each of those nine flavors. The best part about Built Bar, though, is they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges from 130 to 180 calories, with only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs per Built Bar. So head to Built.com, browse their selection, and get your Built Bar journey started today. Again, go to Built.com and find your favorite flavor today. For the Central Division, man, what are you, what are you thinking in terms of... Uh... Like there's a lot of teams I think that are on the cusp, like Dallas, obviously Nashville kind of surprised a lot of people last year by sneaking into that fourth spot. Winnipeg, obviously uh, snuck in and put together a run in the playoffs that no one saw coming. I mean, they didn't go far, but uh, a clean sweep in the first round. What, um, what are you thinking for the central division this year, man? Who, who do you think could be at the top? And uh, what, what are just your expectations? 
Well, here's the uh, the really interesting thing because I hate to put like a ton of pressure on one player, but honestly, I think Darcy Kemper's performance in net for the Avalanche is probably the single most important factor to the entire division standings in the Central this year. Because if he's great, Colorado is going to run away with this. They're as talented of a team as you'll find. And so if they get that uh, great goalie play, they're going to be a nightmare all year. If he struggles and it ends up that this trade was not worth what they paid for him, again, free-for-all. And everybody is going to be trying to vie for that top spot. Um, in terms of teams that you know could potentially surprise, I uh, have a huge circle on the Dallas Stars because they just, it seems like, had everything go against them this past year. I mean, they had the uh, the Calder phony, I call him, Jason Robertson, uh, just because I got a little tired of seeing all of the social media blitzing going on for uh, the Robertson-Calder trophy chase, which was not, it, it had as much of a chance of being successful as finding Bigfoot. So I just kind of got to the point where I got annoyed with Dallas. But they're a super talented team that had every break go bad the entire year. And so if they can be healthy this year and if they can get some good performances from the guys that they missed, they're going to be a super dangerous team. St. Louis, I think, is right on the edge of if they're going to be a rebuilding team or if they can kind of get it put together for one more run. Obviously, with their success against the Wild, they're dangerous uh, any any day of the week. But beyond that, I mean, Chicago is, I think, maybe the most intriguing team in the Central, just because if all of those new pieces pan out, they're going to be very dangerous. If Marc-Andre Fleury's on the same level that he was this past year for Vegas, they are a super dangerous team. But if some of that stuff doesn't happen... They're going to be, you know, in that bottom half of the division. And, you know, we, we talk about parallels a lot. The Wild are in the exact same situation. They, uh, they had a lot of losses to deal with this past season. And if the guys that they brought in, Alex Goligoski, uh, amongst others, if they play well and they help kind of mitigate those losses, the Wild are going to be right where they were last year. If not, we're probably looking at a bottom four team in the central. So long answer to the question. I mean, it's Colorado's division to lose for me, but do not count out St. Louis or Dallas. Nashville, I think could maybe go on a run again, question mark, uh, like they did last year, but it's going to be a tough road for them. Uh, I think they really feasted on the schedule this past season going up against division opponents. The Blackhawks uh, could not beat them for whatever reason. It was so annoying. <laughs> I think we lost seven, seven out of eight times. Oh, my goodness. It well, was horrible, man. I uh, I can commiserate after what we did against St. Louis. And then Winnipeg, um, I have no idea what to expect from Winnipeg. So maybe they'll be good, maybe not, but <laughs> time will yeah, tell. They're, they're for sure a toss-up. Um, but what, one thing I wanted to mention, how you brought up the division kind of rides on on Darcy Kemper. I, I completely agree with that. I think Jordan Bennington is in that same, same boat with St. Louis. Like if he can return to Jordan Bennington of two years ago, 
that team has a chance to win the division. Like, yep. I hate St. Louis, but that team is super intriguing to me because on defense, they've given out all these huge term contracts. Like they have Justin Falk and Tori Krug for six years, Colton Pareko for nine, Martin, uh, Marco Scandella for four. Like they got a lot of term back there and it's, they for sure committed to win winning now. And I yeah. think Jordan Bennington is, is really the key part of that team. I mean, you can't win in this league without goaltending. Come playoff time, if you don't have a goaltender, you don't stand a chance. That's just a fact. Right. And we saw that he can just, like a light switch, he can just turn it on and be lights out all of a sudden. And uh, for me, I think really St. Louis's season rides on Jordan Bennington. If he's struggling, I think that team's going to struggle. But if he's good, I think they're going to be right up there with Colorado. Those are probably my two top teams, I would say, in this division. But yeah, as for the rest, man, I, I think it's a huge question mark, and that's probably what's creating the most excitement for me heading into the season is there's no real locks. Like, it's going to be a toss-up and a grind, and whoever handles it the best, man, is going to be um, playing some competitive hockey come summertime. Yeah, for sure, and apologies to uh, our colleague Robin Leano, but yeah, <laughs> I think one definitive thing that we can say about the Central is that Arizona is probably not going to be a playoff team just with where they're at kind of in their process. But I don't know. I've uh, I've been wrong before, so I guess it is possible. Definitely, yeah. But it's a fair assumption for sure looking at their roster that – and even when talking with Rob, and I had a crossover with him over the weekend, he knows that this season really isn't about wins and losses. Obviously, they have right. to put together something uh, in terms of on-ice product. You know, they have to play 82 games like everybody else. But they have eight draft picks in the first two rounds next in next year's draft. So Jeez. they're they're full all in on the future. And if you go on their cap friendly, by the way, I don't know if you've taken a look at their cap friendly recently. Ninety percent of that team is on one year UFA deals. Like they have no commitments long term to guys besides Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, and Jacob Chikrin. Like their whole team is on one year deal so yeah they don't really they they don't really care about this season man they're thinking future long term so yeah the the only thing i could probably say um looks for certain is that arizona is probably going to be at the bottom yeah i I think we're i think we're pretty solid with that uh with that prediction for this year for sure you got anything else seth man i know it's been a a busy morning for you i don't want (laughs) to keep you here too long no, it's just it, it's going to be really interesting. I'm kind of in like putting the content plan together for uh, for this upcoming season. This will be my first full season at the helm of Lockdown Wild. Came in um, the last couple of months of the season last year, so trying to put a plan together that incorporates the uh, the affiliates, incorporates everything that the state of hockey has to offer. So really excited for that, um, and yeah, at this point, I'm just uh, I'm just ready to drop the puck, and uh, I got to try to get me one of those uh, Winter Classic sweaters um, for the Wild. I, I will say, if I do have a critique about them, I like them, but I can also say that I think they are a little busy, um, just just a little bit too much striping. Is all. I mean, I think I think they're fine. Other than that, and um, I've seen a lot of people that are like, "Oh, they're awful. They're terrible." It's like it's a jersey they're wearing one time. Who cares? Quick question: What right now would you buy a Kirill Kaprizov 
winter classic sweater right now would you buy one? Oh boy uh yes this is a true test this is a true test of how confident you are he's coming back i i would i i do think he ultimately comes back and i don't know if it ends up being a michael jordan type situation where we get like the press release of him <laughs> unretiring that just says i'm back Something maybe along those lines, but that's that's not the Michael Jordan dude. That's that's the Nolan Bianchi now. <laughs> that's that's not the Michael Jordan. That's that's the Nolan Bianchi. Quick well shout played. Out to, quick shout out to Nolan of Lockdown Wild who had his Twitter account hacked by someone in the Middle East for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and it, and it was uh, quite a process. But he he uh, basically mic dropped his way back with the with the press with the press release stating yeah. that I'm back. That was that was exquisite. Um, I can I can only hope if I have a similar thing. Although I did have my first run in with Are you a robot or are you not? So one uh, two days ago, I was just just here minding my own business, trying to post the show, trying to tweet out the details for the show, and I get the Twitter at random times can decide to uh, check to make sure that you are an actual human being or not. And sure enough, I was like, yes, I'm human. And they're like, okay, verify your account. And it's like, I don't know this phone number. So they're like, <laughs> you are restricted. Yeah, that's the tough. worst. That's tough. I, uh, oh man, well, I'm trying to think of the situation that happened to me. What, what was it? Oh, it was when, um, I was following a bunch of people back with my locked on account my locked on Blackhawks account. And I followed too many people and it blocked me for like an hour. I was like, what? I'm just trying to show some love out here, man. Twitter, get, get it together, baby. Come on, man. Yeah. They'll <laughs> maybe sometime, maybe sometime in our lifetime, they'll, they'll kind of get it figured out. But are you verified yet? No, Ooh. not yet. I'm sorry. Okay. To bring, bring it up. It's okay. I just have decided at this point that I am going to uh, become the king of the unverified. It's just I think someone's got to do it. Yeah, I think that's just the route I'm going to go. It's mine by right. I'm I'm sorry. I I can't like I'm still kind of in Thrones mode, so I just launch into these like huge, uh, basically reciting the lines from the show. So you're I was, gray worm. You're gray worm, dude. Grey Worm, I also have been called Stannis. Uh, uh, Stannis might might have been my favorite character. Yeah. I loved him. They did him dirty. Um, For sure. But, yeah. yeah. I, I still, huge fan. I uh, changed my group. You, you, you know what GroupMe is? I've heard of it. GroupMe is basically just a huge messenger app, but you could change your name. And I, I had my name in GroupMe and a GroupMe for like a year as Stannis Baratheon. That was, that was just my name in the group. Me was just Stannis Baratheon. That was my guy. Well played. Absolutely. Well, Seth, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Uh, I think <laughs> we covered everything from game of Thrones to the scrimmage to the off season. And it was a lot of fun as always, man. So uh, thanks for hanging in there. You're a real trooper. Happy to do it. And as always uh, for any, anyone out there interested in checking you out, and checking out the Lockdown Wild podcast. Where can I find you, buddy? Follow me. Follow me on Twitter at Seth Topes. Uh, we cover a wide range of topics, including uh, trying to rile up Vikings Twitter, one of my favorite things to do during NFL season. But you can also follow Lockdown Wild. It's that simple at Lockdown Wild. We synced it up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. YouTube channel is up, full episodes starting next week. We've just been doing some uh, some fun videos to kind of get things rolling. 
So uh, those are all the places you can uh, can follow along, and I guarantee you, you're going to have a great time if you do. For sure, Seth. Appreciate it, buddy, and uh, excited for all the stuff that's coming up. Oh, most definitely. Thanks, man.